1: Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-381. You're at the right place at the right time, of course. Minutes ago, the House of Representatives, nay, the Republicans in the House of Representatives, every one of them, voted for an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. It's an inquiry. It's not an actual impeachment, as everybody keeps saying, which is true. But because impeachment's provided for in the Constitution itself, it gives the House of Representatives, the majority, more muscle to demand actual responses to subpoenas, testimony, that is depositions, and more muscle in court should there be a dispute to get those subpoenas and depositions. Now what amazes me about this is to watch the same Democrats who insisted that Donald Trump committed impeachable offenses. Let's take the second impeachment first without ever holding a hearing. They raced it through the House of Representatives. They delivered it to the Senate as fast as possible. Every Senate Democrat voted for it. Some Republicans voted for it, like Sass, like Romney, and a handful of others. They said that he was involved in an insurrection and seditious conspiracy which, of course, he was not. There was never any evidence of that. There still isn't any evidence of that, and he's never been charged with it. So the standard for impeaching a president has been fundamentally destroyed. In the first impeachment, we have a public phone call, excuse me, a phone call that was not public between President Trump and Zelensky. Trump and Zelensky defended the call. Zelensky said he did not in any way feel pressured to do anything. President Trump was so sure of that, he actually released a transcript of the call, which is a rarity. The Democrats seized on it, nonetheless, half a sentence. Reinterpreted what actually was in the transcript and insisted that Donald Trump was putting the shoulder on Zelensky. And that only if Zelensky, only if Zelensky opened an investigation on Biden... Would he get some of the aid that he wanted? Zelensky said, I never felt that pressure. That wasn't what was said. Trump said the same thing. It didn't matter. They had nothing on Russia collusion. They created Russia collusion. They created their criminal investigation. They planted the entire story. But they couldn't get it on him because it was utterly and completely false. It was a lie to the American people. Led by the Democrats and their media. So at the last minute they moved to Ukraine, they have an insider a Trump-hating Democrat Obama holdover. And they impeached him for that. Two impeachments. And it was more than that, a bogus criminal investigation. They a bogus special counsel. And now, the Republicans have voted on an impeachment inquiry. And to watch Swalwell, who was involved in every one of the impeachments of Trump and the January 6th committee. Swalwell now saying, in the case of little Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden says, I'll only testify if I'm subpoenaed to testify publicly, so it's transparent. The January 6th committee, every deposition it took, every interview it took was in the basement of the Capitol building. There were requests. There were demands that those depositions be held publicly. And the Democrats said no. Raskin said no. Kingsinger said no. Cheney said no. Pelosi said no. Now, Hunter Biden says today at a bizarre public event, he'll only testify it's public. Well, guess what? You spoiled little bastard. You don't get to tell them what to do. And there's plenty of precedent for this even before the January 6th committee. So all this precedent is coming back to bite the Democrats in the ass. All of it. Except one. The Attorney General of the United States has gone silent. He's gone silent about anti-Semitism. He's gone silent about Hunter Biden. He didn't hold any big press conference. He's gone silent. Why is there not a special counsel investigating Joe Biden? Under the special counsel appointment process, there's more than enough information. More than enough information to suggest a potential conflict of interest. When the United States Department of Justice, all senior, appoint, senior members appointed by the Joe Biden himself, are sitting on their hands... When it comes to Joe Biden, when you have an indictment in California of Hunter Biden, that specifically, as I discussed the day it happened, excludes Joe Biden and specifically excludes those possible counts that would ensnare Joe Biden, like Farah, we all know what's going on here. We're not stupid. We're not stupid. Let me tell you some other precedent. This administration, these Democrat hack Obama judges... Are creating in this country and they're not good they're all bad when a president of the United States makes decisions he cannot be charged with a crime or has opinions or expresses his viewpoints he cannot be charged with a crime otherwise the presidency is dead you would literally have an unelected prosecutor, an unelected federal judge, unelected trial jury determining whether they're going to decapitate the executive branch. The president is the third branch of government, elected by all the people. That is, that people go to the voting booth or whatever they do anymore, elected by the majority. Or a plurality. But all the people participate. That's not, there's not another office like that in the United States. Excluding the vice president. So you can't have one prosecutor, one judge, one jury, say in Washington or Atlanta or whatever, determining whether a president stays or goes. Moreover, a president has to be free to act. That's one of the reasons he's not subject to criminal prosecution while he's president. Now, with the Biden Justice Department, with Jack the Ripper Smith, who is a completely rogue son of a, you know what, and what this Judge Chunkin and others have done, is they've said, okay, that may be true, but that doesn't carry That privilege doesn't carry after a president has left office. He's not a king, you know. If he did something while president, and we claim he violated the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871, or we claim he violated the Enron Obstruction Act twice, or we claim that he violated a federal contractor act, and we use those four charges to effectively prosecute him for insurrection... And seditious conspiracy without actually charging him or having to prove the the elements of such crimes. He's not above the law. He can be charged with that. Trump's lawyers go and say, wait a minute. So in other words, an opposition administration or an opposition party or a candidate who's afraid to run against, say, Donald Trump, that his prosecutors can look at the presidency, can look at the decisions made during the presidency, and when that president is out of office, indict him for those decisions? So, to put a fine point on it, I could sit here today, I can make a list of all the violations that Joe Biden has committed, including a score of immigration laws he's intentionally violated, the violence that has flowed from that, the death, the rape. The sex trafficking that has flowed from that. The undermining. The undermining of our communities. The undermining of law enforcement. The undermining of our hospitals. The mayhem and the havoc that that has created for towns and cities across the country. I can sit and wait. Until he's out of office. And sue him. Find some law? Some law to hang it on? Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. If the Supreme Court blows this one, if Hollywood John Roberts, if Kavanaugh, and if Barrett, who's been a complete disaster, if they go along with Hollywood John, and they're cowards, and they're afraid of what Be said of them on MSNBC and CNN, said of them in the New York Times. It's the opposite of what's taking place. It's not that the president is king. It's that extremely radical political party, which now controls the executive branch, wants to destroy the presidency because they're out for Donald Trump. And that presidency will be destroyed forever. If the Supreme Court doesn't do the right thing, which is number one, no, Jack, get in line with everybody else. This isn't life and death. This is an emergency. If Donald Trump loses, you can hold your trial. What are you worried about? No, we're not going to abandon the process just because you insist and write a hysterical, political self-aggrandizing brief to the Supreme Court where you claim to represent the public interest and you claim the public interest is in a speedy trial. Jack, the speedy trial provision, the Bill of Rights belongs to the defendant, not the government. The government doesn't have a right to a speedy trial. The government has all the power, all the resources, all the personnel. That was written to protect the person who's targeted by the government, not to protect the government so it can crush a defendant. A Jackson a hurry. So is Judge Chunkin, who today realized, well, she was a little too big for her britches. So she said, I have to put this on hold until all this appellate stuff is resolved. That that's right, Judge. You do, I'm sorry. So you can see how Biden, the Democrats, Jack Smith, Judge Chunkin, how they have literally destroyed. Our constitutional processes when it comes to impeachment, our constitutional processes when it comes to criminal law, when it comes to the immunity of a president and separation of powers, you can see they're setting fires everywhere, just as Joe Biden is setting fires all over the world. An impeachment inquiry. Let me pretend I work for MSNBC, Mr. Producer. Let me pretend I'm Joe Scarborough and subtract about 100 IQ points. Well, you know, Mika, well, you know, Mika, if, if Joe Biden doesn't have anything to hide and cover up, what's he worried about an inquiry for, Mika? What's the problem? He's got nothing to hide. Just go ahead and take it like a man. Why you been stonewalling the House of Representatives, Joe? Come on, President Biden. Give them what they want. Demonstrate that you're perfectly fine. Isn't no a problem here, right, Mika? you no, sure right, Joe. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong here. And look, they're going after poor Hunter Biden. Made almost $3 million and didn't pay any taxes for four years. They're only going after him because of MAGA. MAGA told him not to pay his taxes, Mika, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. MAGA told him to spend his money on hookers and drugs. MAGA, MAGA told him to shake down the communist Chinese and the man. and all that, you know. MAGA. And the question for the average intelligent American is, why would all these governments and companies pay Hunter Biden over $30 million? If he's a drug-addled moron, has no business, and did nothing for them. If that's the case, I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401Ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' Downside of the Digital Dollar Report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free Downside of the Digital Dollar Report today by texting LEVIN to 68592, that's L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. com. I may have gone through the last 10 or 15 minutes too quickly, hitting too many legal and constitutional issues. So let me pull back. And after the break, I'll break them down one by one. I will be on Hannity tonight. 9.30 p.m. Eastern after weeks and weeks and weeks of being asked and avoiding guest appearances on most shows. And why is that? Because I have my own shows, so I don't mind appearing from time to time on other shows, and I really am honored and grateful for the request. I just can't do it all at once, that's all. But tonight's an important night. It's an important day. We have an impeachment inquiry. So I'm going to go through the impeachment issues and why so far the Republicans are off on the wrong foot. I'm not opposed, as you well know, to bringing up these financial issues. But Article 1 should be the one that punches him right in the nose, figuratively. That the American people understand and the Democrats really do not have a response to, neither do the media. It seems like a very strong Article 1 to me, if we have such a thing, and we do. Number two, the Supreme Court and the issue that's been raised about presidential immunity, does it carry beyond a presidency? Damn well better. Otherwise, I will explain that Joe Biden will be Potentially prosecuted, and he will face a phalanx of civil suits. I'll be right back. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free Downside of the Digital Dollar Report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
0: The voice of sanity in an insane world. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All
1: right, one issue at a time, and these things do matter. It's about your country and your republic, whether we keep it or not. And we're on a glide path towards losing it under this administration and these judges. So let's start with this motion to the Supreme Court. What Judge Chunkin and Prosecutor Smith, with the backing of the United States Department of Justice, among many other dastardly things, have insisted is that President Trump's Activities when he was president may have been covered under executive and presidential privilege, thereby immunizing him when he was president. But when he leaves the presidency, that protection is gone. That protection is gone. It doesn't follow him. Now, of course, this is a unique situation. Never before has a former president been pursued by the party opposite, which controls the Department of Justice. Never before has a judge permitted such things, and certainly never during a course of an election. Never before has these four bogus charges been brought against any president. And never before has a federal prosecutor been free to use four bogus charges and then try through the back door to change those charges to insurrection and seditious conspiracy without actually charging those offenses. Now this this, uh, administration, this prosecutor, this judge have done many, many horrific things. They have, as have the Democrats on the appellate panel, two Obamas and one Biden. They have significantly limited President Trump's First Amendment right. And the First Amendment is especially important now when your life is on the line, your freedom's on the line, your career and your reputation are on the line. And so the Democrat panel, the appellate panel in Washington, D.C., says, okay, you can attack the prosecutor, but nobody else. Now, that's not a legal standard. That's not a constitutional standard. That is absurd. But look, Jack... Smith has said, look, our people have been threatened. You know what, Jack? Donald Trump's been threatened a hell of a lot. That's why he has Secret Service. But that didn't stop you from bringing charges against him. It doesn't stop the, the phony media on MSNBC and CNN from calling him Hitler. It doesn't stop Joe Biden saying that if Trump wins, we'll lose our democracy. It doesn't stop any of that free speech. The First Amendment is there especially to protect a defendant in a situation like this. But the Democrat judges for them. The District Court, the panel said no. The First Amendment is going to be severely truncated as a result of Donald Trump. It's a violation of the First Amendment. The Fifth Amendment, due process. Before Trumpkin took over, there was a judge who was a former senior staff from the Judiciary Committee to Patrick Leahy, one of the worst senators in human history, American history. And she worked that staff position to be appointed a federal judge in Washington, D.C., of course. And over time, she became the chief judge of that district, and she was the motions judge. So motions are filed and she would make the rulings. So Jack the Ripper made a motion that attorney-client privilege for Donald Trump's Rights in this January 6th case with his lead attorney should be breached with the crime fraud exception. Nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. This was all done in secret. But she ruled in secret for the government, for Smith, for the Department of Justice. This is a core right in our system of justice competing parties, the prosecution, and the defense. And this judge ruled that Donald Trump's chief defense lawyer would be forced, would be ordered by the court to testify in front of the grand jury, all Washington, D.C. residents, thereby most of them Democrats. And his papers, his notes from his conversations with Donald Trump would all be presented to the grand jury. This was an atomic bomb against Donald Trump's due process rights under the Fifth Amendment. Can you imagine? You talk to a lawyer, and what was the crime? What was the fraud? Nobody knows. Well, shouldn't we know? He's running for president. They say they want transparency. They want everything done before the election. Apparently not. Apparently not. So that violates his due process rights without question, the Fifth Amendment. Then, Smith wanders into court with the backing of the Department of Justice, and he says, hey, uh, Judge Chunkin, you know, we're pals. You were appointed by Obama. My wife loves Obama. I, I've gone after and destroyed many Republicans, including the former governor of Virginia. Of course, he didn't say it. I'm just saying the implication. They all know this. We want this trial fast. We want a speedy trial. Despite the fact there's 12 million documents despite the fact that the prosecution has all the millions and resources and personnel at wants or needs, all the technology, and Trump's lawyers can't possibly compete against the Department of Justice and federal government. He says, we want a speedy trial. The problem is the Speedy Trial Act applies to the defendant, not the government. But you would think this judge would know it. But she's an idiot, and she's an ideologue. And Jack Smith wants a conviction. That's all totally he gives a damn about. It. He wants to interfere with the election. He wants it now. After all, he's being cheered on by the media. I'm sure he's a devotee of MSNBC and CNN and the New York Times and all the rest. He wants to have his his face put on Time Magazine. He wants to be remembered forever. So he's on a mission, you see, to stop Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, MAGA. So he wants a trial, and he wants it quickly. President Trump's lawyer said, we can't do this in five months. That's ridiculous. Criminal trials, ladies and gentlemen, can go on for years. No, no, no. Five months. We had attorney Schoen on my show a couple of months ago, and he said, I have a case in front of this judge. We have a very important motion in front of her, and she hasn't ruled on it in three years. So she moves this case, the Trump case, to the front of the list. She calls the state judge in New York and says, hey, I know you have that non-disclosure agreement case and all the rest of it, Stormy Danza. Can you hold off until I, I'm done? He says, of course. I mean, Democrat to Democrat, why wouldn't I? On top of that, Judge Chunkin leapfrogs another judge, the federal judge in Florida. You see, Jack Smith brought the documents case first. That's the first one that should be on the docket. And out of committee. And normal procedures, the second case wait until the first case is concluded. But Chunkin didn't want to wait. And no doubt, no doubt, I'm just guessing without consulting with the federal judge in Florida, because after all, she is under attack by the Democrat Party in the media because she's not an Obama and Biden appointee. Chunkin set her date before the judge was able to in Florida on the documents case. Well, wait a minute. Didn't Smith bring that case first? Yes. Well, he decided it should go first. Well, he made a mistake. Judge Chunkin to the rescue. Sixth Amendment violation. You have a right to effective counsel. When counsel says it cannot be effective because of the grotesque speed with which this judge and the prosecution is operating, the inability to get through all the materials, and by the way, a trial's not just on the information pulled together by the government. The defendant has to pull their own information together, do their own investigation, speak to their own possible witnesses, conduct their own interviews, and so forth and so on. In five months? What's the Harry? There's no legitimate, legal, or constitutional reason for a Harry. None. None. There's no emergency. None. And the four charges they brought against him have nothing to do with insurrection or sedition, none of it. The Klan Act, the Enron obstruction laws, and the federal contractor laws, that's what they put together. So Trump lawyers say, in another motion, and they have so many fantastic motions, they say, hey, look, first of all, despite these bogus charges, you cannot charge former President Trump For decisions he made or things he said or did, which are clearly not criminal, they argue, but you claim they are. When he was president, he had presidential, a.k.a. immunity, executive privilege. Wait a minute. He's not a king, says Trunkin. He doesn't get to carry that privilege after he leaves his office. See, here's the idiocy of this whole thing. The defense is not arguing that the assertion of executive privilege or presidential privilege is one that an ex president can make. What they're arguing is those privileges exist when he is president, the immunity from prosecution that is being charged when he is president for decisions he made and things he said while he was president, cannot later be charged by saying, okay, he may have been immune then, but he's not immune now. Now, let me tell you why. Is this making sense, Mr. Producer? Are you asleep or are you awake? Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if the Supreme Court rules the wrong way on this, first of all, if it rules, it's going to jump the circuit court which suggests they're going to rule the wrong way. And they do. They say, that's right, Mr. Prosecutor, you're right. Let me tell you what can and should happen. The minute Joe Biden leaves office, if there's another administration, a Republican administration, they should indict him. For what he's done on the southern border, for all the federal laws he violated on the southern border, and all the foreseeable violence. This is the argument that the prosecutor is making with Trump. All the foreseeable violence that occurred day after day, week after week, month after month, when he violated federal immigration laws. When he obstructed them. When he defied them. With the rape, the sex trafficking, the murder. The hell being unleashed in our communities. That's number one. But here's even bigger. Number two, the ranchers, the small businesses, people who have been physically harmed, family members of those who have been killed or sold into sex slavery, you all now have a civil cause of action. Because the president is not protected for the decisions he made while president. And we have these rulings, another one in today, New York, that he's not protected from civil prosecution. We had a ruling in D.C. that the president of the United States is not protected. And so they're not going to dismiss these charges brought by a police officer or two or others in the January 6th case. Which, of course, Trump had nothing to do with But it doesn't matter. They're setting the precedent that these civil cases can go forward. So I'm telling you here, all 14.5 million listeners, any of you who have been directly harmed in some material way as a result of Joe Biden breaking federal immigration law, based on the precedent that has been set in the last two and a half years by the federal courts, Many federal courts. You will have a cause of action against Joe Biden. There will be hundreds, if not thousands, of lawsuits brought against Joe Biden. They've opened Pandora's box. They will financially break Joe Biden. They will financially break the the Biden family. While they're chuckling and sneering over there on the morning, Joe, because they have no IQ, not even a low IQ, because they're stupid, unhinged, obsessed, hacks. phony legal analysts all over cable TV. The former federal prosecutors all over cable TV. You have opened a door. And if the court doesn't shut that door, if it not only keeps it open, but gives it its imprimatur, the country will change forever. And all hell will break loose. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free Downside of the Digital Dollar Report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Just to show you how horrendous and rogue-like this Jack Smith is, so is Trump's phone. Here's Trump's phone. And he's pulling images off the phone, website visits off the phone, um, who he spoke to off the phone, and all these other things. This is an ex-president who's not even charged with a legitimate crime. So the treatment of a former president like this is so damn appalling. It's contemptible. And they want us to railroad the case. And he is the perfect Judge who was forced to put the case on hold until the Supreme Court rules. You know why she did that today? Let me be the first to explain this to you. Do you know why she did that today? Any idea, Mr. Producer, why she did that today? She's claiming she had no choice. No, she did that today to put pressure on the Supreme Court to take the case quickly. To make a determination quickly. She says, okay, court, you took the case, you've asked the defense to give their reply to Mr. Prosecutor over here. So uh, I'm going to hold up this case till you resolve it. And so she's giving a talking point or two to the justices on the court. who are going to say, look at this. The whole thing is held up. We got to decide this quickly. We can't just wait for the appeals court because after the appeals court, it'll be appealed to us. And you get my point. The whole thing is strategic, even with the judge to put pressure on the court to take the case, number one, and to rule quickly, number two, on a case of such constitutional and political magnitude. Let's see if they go along. Let's see if it's, the, if it's a court like the Korematsu Court, or the Dred Scott Court, or the Plessy versus Ferguson Court, or the court that was more than happy to turn the country inside out and upside down to accommodate an administration. Let's see if that happens. It's the only cases I can think of, but there's others. And we'll hit impeachment next hour, but there's other things I want to hit too, really breaking things. I have a wonderful opportunity for you I'm going to mention next hour. We're going to deal with, with impeachment. And we're going to deal with a lot of other stuff going on that's very, very important. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's
0: here. He's here. Now broadcasting from, from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact
1: with our leader, Mark
0: Levin.
1: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Anyway, let me start with this. This came as a complete surprise. I wasn't even consulted. And I'm glad it doesn't matter. This came as a complete surprise to me, literally, in the last 10 minutes. I had no idea. This is what they call a flash sale. We're almost sold out of the limited edition, first edition signed copies of the Democrat Party Hates America. As you know, as we get closer to the holidays, people start to purchase them for Hanukkah, Christmas, Well, we're down to the bottom, so we don't need a flash sale, but apparently they want a flash sale, the the publisher and so forth. So I want to strongly encourage you to go to LevinSigned.com, L-E-V-I-N-S-I-G-N-E-D, simple, LevinSigned.com. And here's what you're going to find there. You're going to find a 50% slash in the price of these limited edition First edition signed books. Now, only to Sunday, if they last to Sunday. Why? Because they want to ship them out, so you have them in time for Christmas. A couple more points. There's two versions. One is typically $30, and another is typically $60, because it comes in a special package. It's quite beautiful. The one that is typically $60 as of right now, there are literally 100 of them left. And the price right now is $30. Typically $60. Now it's $30. There are only 100 left. You know what that means? When I stop talking about this, they're all going to be sold. We still have the other books available that are signed typically $30, they are $15. You can actually get a signed copy, first edition, limited edition, of the Democrat Party Hates America for $15. If you buy it right now on Amazon, it's a little under $17. Again, I don't know why we're doing this. I don't really care. I want the book in the hands of as many people as possible, and I want to salute the people who are doing this. I will not be signing any more books for anybody, any bookstores or the like. My books have been hidden at Barnes & Noble. If you've been there for Christmas, they're a disgrace from day one. Hudson bookstores at the airports have been a complete disgrace. But I want to thank all the other retailers that have and do carry the book. I want to thank Amazon.com, Costco and the others. And now, one more time, I've posted it now on all my social sites so millions of people can see it. It's a 50% off flash sale until Sunday. They told me to tell you this, that it really is a gift from the publisher to you for all the years that you have supported us. So the typical $60 book that comes in a beautiful package signed, first edition, limited edition. When I started talking about this on air, there were only 100 left. That $60 purchase is now $30 if you want to grab it, if there's any left as I speak, and I'm not sure there are. And the other, which again is signed, limited edition, first edition, which is typically $30 for the next few days, it's $15 until we're sold out, or Sunday, whichever comes first. And they'll be sold out. So, again, I want to encourage you to act quickly now. Perfect gift. There will be no more as we move on. I wanted you to be aware of that. Um, Impeachment. I keep saying this. I don't believe that the staffers for Jim Jordan or Jamie Comer are paying attention. And I'll say it again tonight if I have time on Hannity. I'll be be on Hannity at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. I've said it on my own Saturday and Sunday show, and I guess I'll say it again. I've got absolutely no problem. In fact, I encourage you folks to continue to dig into the Biden crime family, the mobsters, and how they sold Joe Biden's public office for $30 million to our enemies. And the Democrat Party is in a frenzy. They're desperate to cover this up. Their media are parrots. Move along. Don't look here. Hunter Biden. First they told us the laptop was false. Then they told us he didn't really commit tax crimes per se. Now they tell us he's being mistreated by the committee that won't let him testify publicly, which of course was the modus operandi of the January 6th committee and worse. You're picking on a guy that was drug-addled, who had issues, mental issues, who was quite sick. Oh, okay, is that how he collected over $30 million? Is that what he said to the communist Chinese? And Hey, look, I'm a druggie, I'm sick, I'm hooked on pornography. Now give me $2 million right away. Now everybody knows where he got that money. Did he produce some legal briefs? Did he produce some analytical information? Did what, no, he didn't do anything. He lobbied his father's government if he didn't lobby his father directly. His father has lied repeatedly, and they keep changing the language to try and protect Joe Biden. Joe Biden should be the subject of a special counsel investigation given all the information that exists. You conduct an investigation to determine whether a crime's been committed. You don't conduct an investigation in order to create a crime. You know, that's what they do with Trump. Impeachment. The number one article for impeachment, for the 4,000th time, but apparently the IQ level on Capitol Hill is not that great either, is illegal immigration. We have laws, long-standing statutes, that are processes for immigration. All kinds of immigration. All kinds of requests for immigration. All kinds of needs for immigration. It's a fairly elaborate area of law. People have a specialty in immigration law. Refugee status, asylum status, student status, performers who perform for the circus or whatever, they have a special status. My wife educated me about a lot of this because she was and is a top lawyer that's involved in many things, trademarks, copyright, and this. She said there's nothing wrong with our immigration laws. It's the fact that people won't enforce them. And there's a whole, you know, panoply of laws, sections of laws that apply to individuals based on the circumstance. But when you have an open border... And people can just mosey on in by the millions. And skirt the law, skirt the administrative law judges, skirt federal law enforcement. And this is aided and abetted, it's funded, it's encouraged by the administration that's supposed to be protecting the country and the American people. That is a usurpation of the Constitution and is a violation of several federal immigration statutes. As the head of the executive branch, President of the United States is an entire article in the constitution that applies to him. One of the things that the framers of your constitution were focused on was that the executive that they created and they named him president and there was great debates about this. Must uphold and enforce the laws that are passed by Congress the legislature. Otherwise Congress effectively has no power and the president becomes a dictator by not enforcing the statutes, by issuing executive orders, by not upholding the law, either the text of the law or the intent of the law. That is a, a disastrous act by a president of the United States. And in Biden's case, it's intentional and it's been going on for two and a half years. The president has a responsibility to take care. That's the language. It's called the take care clause. To take care that the Constitution and laws duly passed by Congress and signed by a prior president are enforced and upheld whether he agrees with them or not. He takes an oath office. The president has his own oath. Where he swears at his inauguration. In other words, he can't become president until he swears to take he swears on this oath, he takes the oath. Only after he's done with one hand on the Bible and the other hand in the air, and he swears he takes an oath to uphold the Constitution and to enforce the law of the land. Only then is he permitted to take the office of the presidency. At least two provisions of the United States Constitution are being violated by Joe Biden. We don't need a hearing. We don't need a deposition, we don't need a witness, we don't need documents. We see it. Communities are suffering from it. People are being raped. There's sex trafficking of women and children. People are being murdered. People are dying from the effects of toxic and illicit drugs crossing our border by the tons. Mayhem has been created. Private property's being destroyed. Law enforcement's overwhelmed. Local resources, state resources, federal resources are being overwhelmed. The impact is enormous. So what do we do about it? Well, they just passed a impeachment inquiry. Was this included? I'm going to have to check, Mr. Producer. It doesn't have to be much of an inquiry. I know they're going to chase down bank accounts and wires and who transferred what to whom, and that's all important. American people aren't going to understand most of it. It's important that the American people get behind this impeachment inquiry. But the president has intentionally, purposefully, willfully, repeatedly violated the Constitution the take care clause and his oath of office at a minimum that is exactly what is meant by a high crime that is as understood by 17th and 18th century English common law which is what they looked toward when they were developing the impeachment clause it's an offense that only a president can commit Against his own country, against his own society, against his own people is an offense that only a president who took the oath of office and is compelled to comply with the take care clause, that only he can commit. It is a constitutional offense. It is perfect for impeachment. It needs little explanation. Well, Ernie Grabowski had this in an email and Frank Smith. Okay, got it. That's Article 3. Article 2 is the student loans, where he seized the power of the purse from Congress, where he defied an order by the Supreme Court to hand out almost half a trillion dollars In taxpayer money. By forgiving student loans. With a magic wand. But he doesn't have the authority to do that. He seized it from Congress. That should be Article 2. It's not hard to understand. We don't need any hearings. We don't need depositions. We don't need phones and texts. It is what it is. It's a fact. And then Article 3 can be all the rest of it. I have no problem with that. That they're crooks. Got it. But make the Democrats, make the media, make Biden, make all the frauds and phonies and fools defend against an Article One, and Article II type impeachment that I'm talking about. Make them do it. That he has the right to unleash mayhem on the border. Say it. That he has the right to steal the power of Congress and use it for himself. Say it. now here's where it gets interesting the courts have created new law they've created new precedent the courts are saying immunity as we discussed earlier only applies to the president when he's president but his actions while he's president once he leaves the presidency can be pursued under criminal law wow that changes the presidency forever Might as well not have any immunity. Listen to me. If you're a rancher, if you're a small businessman, if one of your family members had been raped or harmed physically, if there's been violence, somebody killed, whatever offense there might be, you have a cause of action now. You have a civil cause of action. Because a circuit court just ruled that a president, once he's been president, doesn't have the right, doesn't have immunity from civil actions while he was president. They just ruled that in Washington, D.C. And, of course, you district attorneys and attorneys general in your states and others, you will have a criminal cause of action. Just find the criminal statutes that have been violated as a result of Joe Biden violating federal immigration law. See? There we go. Democrats have created it. And so have the courts. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Pure Talk has you covered for the holidays with a free Moto G 5G phone. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones are almost gone. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make this switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. I'll be on Hannity tonight, as you know. LeBron James sits down during National Anthem at son Bronny James' first NCAA game. I, I don't know. Am I alone? I think LeBron is a POS. He's a billionaire. I don't care how great he is at basketball. He obviously hates this country. He's on the side of every reprobate Every anti-American, in many cases, Marxist groups and efforts. Does he understand, regardless of his race, that a billionaire like him will be the first, the first, to be destroyed financially and otherwise? I guess he doesn't. And he trashes our country, not only verbally, but by his actions. You know, people have gone to war and have lost their lives, and they're still out there, Americans. Who get paid literally next to nothing. They don't have unions. They don't have multi year contracts. They're not running up and down basketball courts. They're not making nice with the communist Chinese so they can make a couple hundred million more dollars. These are men and women, every race, every color, every background, who put on a uniform that is a target for our enemy and you don't stand up for the national anthem? Well, you know, America's unjust. You need to spend a little time in Communist China, that nation you love. You need to talk to the people there. Why don't you check out Hong Kong? Why don't you see how scared the people about Taiwan are? Matter of fact, I have a better idea. Why don't you go to the Gaza Strip and make nice over there? Maybe take a trip to Moscow, walk the streets, see how things are going over there. You jerk, you jerk. Take that basketball and stick it. I'll be right back. PureTalk has you covered for the holidays with a free Moto G 5G phone. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for PureTalk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal, you need to move fast because these phones are almost gone. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with PureTalk. Enjoy two day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make this switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Where Americans meet to defend liberty and defeat tyranny. Call the Mike
0: Levin Show now at 877 3811
1: Welcome back. Welcome front. Well, there's another survey, a second one, a legitimate one, that demonstrates how the media are liars, especially at the slimes and the compost, especially at CNN, with Fake Tapper and his ilk especially at MSLSD with Joe Scarborough and his ilk. Ready for this? Over at Town Hall, Medvespa, Israel cannot live in peace with the Palestinians with figures like this. And I've said this all along, and I come under attack by the usual liars, pro-Hamas, anti-Israel liars, on the cable channels, on mediocreite and the rest of them. They are disgusting supporters, directly and indirectly of these movements. He goes on, "Some terms should be retired in politics. A permanent political majority is one of them. Both parties have suffered electorally from the Mirage Democrats post-2008 and Republicans after Bush's 2004 re-election, he writes. The two-state solution is the next political project that should be abandoned. It's not possible vis-a-vis the Israeli-Palestinian conflict because one side is verently genocidal when it comes to Israelis. You know, Jake Tapper, you could actually educate yourself if you weren't such an ideological skunk. The last month, the Arab world for research and development... I essentially broke this story. I was sitting there dormant, so I picked it up and said, Hey, look at this! Look at this! Totally ignored by the slob who goes by the name Joe Scarborough. The Arab World for Research and Development found that 75% of Palestinians supported Hamas's October 7 attacks. Last time I checked, that's a supermajority. That's three-fourths. view the terror group favorably. Now, how many times have we heard the opposite? From leftists, Marxists, Democrats dressed up as journalists in America. That there's apparently this big void between the Hamas and other terrorist groups and the Palestinian people themselves. How do they explain this survey? How do they explain two surveys? Legitimate surveys? How do they explain? They don't. They just... Ignored, and anybody who says otherwise, oh, you must be... Now the Palestinian Center for Policy and Survey Research, hello! I don't think that's a Jewish group, found similar findings. With 72% supporting the October 7 terror attacks. 72%. It's a new Palestinian public opinion poll that was just released. The main findings 72% support the October 7 massacre. Support for Hamas triples in the West Bank, aka Judea and Samira, 82% supported the massacre. This is the big ancestral homeland of the Jews. The indigenous peoples who lived there. The Jews. That Blinken, Biden, Obama, the moron Thomas Friedman, The no IQ, Joe Scarborough, and the rest of the a-holes want to give to the Palestinians. Can you imagine that? People in the United States telling Israel what it must give and what it must not give. They only do that to Jews. They don't do it to Asians. They don't do it to, uh, to the Nordic peoples. They don't do it to peoples south of the... No. Support for armed struggle rose 10 percentage points to 60%. Only 10% of Palestinians think Hamas committed war crimes. 85% did not see any of the footage released from October 7, but it doesn't matter. When asked about their own preferences for the party that should be in control in the Gaza Strip after the war, 60% said Hamas. And by the way, 75% of that uh, are those people in the West Bank so-called West Bank, who said Hamas. Now, Joe Biden ignores this. Instead, he's calling for a coup against the democratically elected government in Israel. They hate Netanyahu. I have this theory with Biden, with Tapper, with Joe Scarborough, and the other reprobates out there that they use Netanyahu as a foil to trash Israeli Jews who are hard left. They would really like to say, that's just my opinion, we hate these Jews who won't go along with us. We hate these damnable Jews who won't buy into the Obama, Biden, Blinken, Sullivan, Thomas Friedman agenda. We hate them. We hate the Orthodox Jews. We call them extremists. We hate these practicing religious Jews. We hate them. And so they talk about Netanyahu. They substitute his name. So all things negative, Netanyahu. In fact, they trash Netanyahu more than they trash Netanyahu the psychotic genocidal murderer that runs Iran you don't even hear his name cross their lips they don't even know the name of the psychotic genocidal murderer who is leading Hamas in the Gaza Strip they don't even know the head of the person who leads the Hezbollah now they may look it up Now we better look it up Mika look it up quick write it down so we have it tomorrow but Netanyahu, they know. In 2015, they did the same thing to Netanyahu on the second intifada when Hamas slaughtered Jews and Israel went in, tried to deal with it. They were pulled back. They were told to ceasefire and they went along with it. In fact, they're so psychotic at MSNBC CNN and elsewhere, the White House. They actually blame Netanyahu for October 7th. Can you believe that? They kiss the ass of Hamas. Very careful. Oh, and don't talk negatively about the Palestinian citizens who are all in. Who are all in with the terrorism. All in. Second survey. First done by an Arab group second done by an arab palestinian group all in all in with the slaughter all in with the genocide all in but what about the civilians or what about them why do they choose to support terrorists what do they think is going to happen well they think what's going to happen is what joe biden obama scarface and the rest of them have been demanding that Israel will just take it, you know, hit back, but then go back over the border, behave yourselves, and get hit again. Because the murder, rape, beheading, burning of Jews alive, that's quite different than anywhere else on the face of the earth. And so they get their jollies by focusing, I think, my opinion, their anti-Semitism on Netanyahu because they're not going to trash three-quarters of the Jews in Israel. That might not look so good. They trash the Orthodox Jews, but they're not going to trash them as Orthodox Jews. They're religious extremists. You got it? If you don't support a portion on demand, you're obviously a religious extremist. Netanyahu's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And Scarborough is such a humiliating embarrassment. He's too stupid to realize he is, but he is. That he went on and on and on the other week about Netanyahu not having or reading this 40-page report that nobody even knows if it got to the level of a prime minister from their military and intelligence services that in many respects weren't even sure if the report was accurate. The problem was Netanyahu was not prime minister when that report was prepared and would have at least theoretically gone up to the prime minister. If it went up to any prime minister, it would have been Bennett. It would have been the left-wing government that the New York Times and Friedman, that Biden and Obama and all the rest of them wanted and celebrated. It was on their watch. But Scarborough is focused on Netanyahu, obsessively so, unhinged. Netanyahu caused October 7th. Wait a minute. No, 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 you don't understand. So Franklin Roosevelt caused Pearl Harbor, you see. It's obviously the case. Lincoln, well, he caused the Civil War. Oh, yes, 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 you don't understand. George W. Bush, well, he caused 9-11. It's a pretty sick game. That people play. And I smell the stench of anti-Semitism. Why is he so focused on Netanyahu? And not the barbarian who leads Hamas. Whose name almost never crosses his lips. Or the lips. Of his wife. And same with the rest of them. Same with the rest of them. When asked about. Their own preferences for the party that should be in control of the Gaza Strip after the war. 60% selected Hamas, 75% of those in uh, the West Bank, so-called. For the Arab region actors, the highest level of satisfaction went to Yemen, 80%, and it goes on. If new presidential elections were held today, and the only two candidates were Mahab Abbas, that's the PLO, Inishmayo Hanayeh, that's Hamas. The voter turnout would be 53%. And among those who would participate, Abbas would receive 16% of the vote. The head of Hamas would receive 78% of the vote. Got it? So the media continue to lie to you. This is the second survey done by Arab organizations. The second one that point out exactly the same thing. As Israelis. Bombarding indiscriminately, Biden says, Gaza. What a disgusting jackass. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Pure Talk has you covered for the holidays with a free Moto G 5G phone. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones are almost gone. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera and a whole lot more. Just. Just. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make this switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. news organization on the face of the earth every news organization in America is aware of this survey that I just highlighted for you and the survey prior to that two weeks ago, every single one of them these news organizations take the propaganda that's fed to them and they regurgitate it when it comes to data about civilian deaths even though that information is parsed. well how many are Terrorists, Jake It doesn't matter, really. Look at all the... It matters a lot. Or the fact that they define children as anybody who's 19 or under. Oh, really? That's a child? A lot of terrorists who are 19, 18, 17 say, well, it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean there's not damage to civilians. Of course there are, particularly when you have barbarians and animals who hide behind... Women and children. Now everybody knows this. Everybody knows there's not indiscriminate bombing going on. Everybody knows it. And yet they regurgitate that because they hate, they hate Israel. They hate the people who run Israel. They want lapdogs who will do what Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and the New York Times tells them what to do. And if that happens, they will all cease to be in Israel. And so they focus their hate on Netanyahu. And they lie about him as the Marxists and leftists in Israel do. And yet here's information that's provided, one by an Arab outfit, another by a Palestinian outfit, which is also Arab, not an American Jewish outfit, twice now making it abundantly clear that the Palestinian citizens support Hamas, support terrorism, support the elimination of the State of Israel, and the elimination of the Jews. Flat-out racist, flat-out genocidal, and you're told day in and day out that anybody who says that is a racist. Well, they say it. They said it. That's their survey, not mine. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. p.m. Eastern Time tonight. I'm coming out of the bunker. Ooh. In any event, I want you to listen to this montage. Mr. Producer, do you know who put this together? It certainly wasn't us. Just check the list and see if it's on there. But in any event, we're going to play this montage for you. This is America's media, news platforms, And this is what they're doing to our country. Cut 17. Go. What would a second Donald Trump term look like?
0: Well, he cannot be the next president. Um, because if he is You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico Canada. We can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America and shoot visitors to the White House Yeah. That
1: means he can shoot the First Lady. We're
0: going to see violence the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media He will make himself into the Fuhrer and he will make everybody raise their hand and
1: salute him using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. To rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw
0: everyone into gitmo. <laughs> might be sent to jail or their rights might be suppressed, especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your
1: family. Every one of us, our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. It's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate. Generals. Ordering troops uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. Going to, He's going to basically burn the House down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy.
0: Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. It makes Donald Trump
1: even more dangerous. He wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say... Well, maybe I shouldn't say this. This is the end of democracy. Here.
0: I think that could be the end of our democracy. But democracy is dead if Trump is reelected. Close you up to Putin that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed.
1: I am really concerned about that.
0: Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration.
1: If he's reelected. He will curb transgender
0: rights. And the, the rule of law.
1: Arrest political opponents. Components. To persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies.
0: Take a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law everyone else will have to follow. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in.
1: These are truly sick people. Sick beyond belief. And that's what they're going to run on. And the media is going to lead it. And you heard all the reprobates. You can tell who they are. Scarborough, Dizzy Lizzy and all the rest. Some reporters, some hosts, some guests. Yet none of that's going to happen, and they know none of it's going to happen. They know none of that's going to happen. Now, how do they know that? Are any of them making plans to actually flee the country, Mr. Producer? No. Have anybody, any of them, sold their homes and looking for other countries and other places to go? No. Have they said they are? Have they said they will? No. None of that's going to happen. It's their dream that it happened one day, because it's the left that is violent. It is the left that riots. I know they want to talk about January 6th, and they never want to talk about 2020. They view that as a peaceful protest. The burning, the mayhem, the killing... The assaulting, the destruction—that's right. You know, it's—it's uh, it's an incredible thing to listen to these people. All across the board in the media and politics, Democrat Party, Biden, Republican reprobates—they talk about Trump and MAGA in more hysterically outrageous terms. Then they do the leadership of Hamas or the Palestinians, the peaceful civilian Palestinians, who now two major surveys say they support what happened on October 7. They support terrorism. They support the annihilation of the Jews. They support the destruction of Israel. They will defend them to the hilt. They will lie about them to prevent you from knowing who they are and what they actually believe That there actually is a culture of people, a culture of people, like the 1930s, who want to annihilate the Jews. And the same media, and quite frankly, the same Democrat Party covered it up when it was happening in the 30s and the 40s. Many of the same colleges and universities opened their arms wide to Nazis, to students who were promoting Nazism. Nothing has changed, it appears. So Donald Trump is the boogeyman. Donald Trump's Hitler. But the real Hitler, the guy who leads Hamas, the real Hitler, the thug who leads Iran, the real Hitler, the moron who leads Hezbollah, the real Hitlers aren't called Hitlers. Donald Trump is. Look, we had four years of experience with Donald Trump. He did none of the things they say. They're putting words in his mouth. They're taking words that he has said. They are projecting. They're taking jokes that he makes and trying to turn them into uh, uh, political points. You don't trust the media because the media lie relentlessly. They lie. I have a run-in with them now and then. What was it, Mr. Producer, a month or two ago where they called me an anti-Semite? I mean, think about that. But there's more. Not just me. It's all of you. Look how they lied about Russia collusion. And look now how they come to the defense of the corrupt Biden family. Hunter Biden, a spoiled rotten punk. A drug addict. Who got over $30 million from our enemies. And spread it across the pro- the family. And is trying to cover up his father's Benefit, But whether his father benefited or not, certainly he did. But whether he didn't or not, he allowed his name to be used. I mean, he's looking around. Hunter Biden makes over $30 million. Daddy doesn't know a damn thing about it. Nothing. Zero. Daddy's going to golf with his business partners. Daddy's on the phone over 20 times with foreign people calling in about stuff. Daddy's available on the phone in meetings, at dinner, playing golf. But he doesn't know what the hell's going on. No, I don't believe it. Meanwhile, the dossier. Complete fiction. Disgusting, outrageous stuff in there. That was their Bible. January 6th is their July 4th. They don't even believe in July 4th. I I think they call it Juneteenth or whatever it is. No, not July 4th. 1776 is replaced with 1619. They're all in. All these people, all in. And by the way, most of them are stupid, left-wing, white elitists. That's what Joe Scarborough and Mika are. That's what Jake Tapper and his wife are. And I can go down the list. to who they are. But listen to the stuff that they say. It's incredible. Meanwhile, the great Joe Biden and Blinken... Lincoln being a self-hater, that's beyond beyond obvious. Scoop from Axios and Barak Ravid. Left-wing kook, reporter from Israel, works at Axios. Every now and then we get interesting information because the left-wing kooks like to leak the left-wing kooks. Scoop! U.S. delaying sale of M-16 rifles to Israel over settler violence. Now, many of the people who live in Judea and Samaria, they're not settlers. You can't be a settler on your own ancestral homes. We don't call Native Americans settlers in this country because they're not settlers. But the Jews, they get the special treatment from the left, the settlers, not the indigenous peoples. No, no, The settlers in the West Bank. There's no West Bank. No, no, the settlers in the West Bank. Don't you understand? Oops, I'm sorry. They're violent. How do we know they're violent? Because Blinken said so. Biden and Blinken are limiting visas to these people, to these Jews, most of whom, not all, are Orthodox Jews. What did I tell you? Who've come back to their natural, ancestral, indigenous home. They're not allowed to do that. No, it's Palestinian. It's never been Palestinian. It's 1948. Come on now doesn't matter. Two-state solution, you know. When 75 to 80% of the people that would live in that other state want you dead. Oh, okay, that sounds like a peaceful solution. So in addition to abusing these people on visas, they're now holding up the licenses for selling more than 20,000. US made rifles to Israel over concerns I'm reading what this has, what this guy wrote about attacks by extremist Israeli settlers against Palestinian civilians in the occupied West Bank two US officials told Axios. Now this guy, this is a perfect example of Israeli journalism. this guy's Jewish, he's Israeli. he's writing for Axios, an American outlet and listen to the sentence. He's a self-hater. listen. The Biden administration is again holding up the licenses for selling more than 20,000 U.S.-made rifles, ready, to Israel over concerns about attacks by extremist Israeli settlers against Palestinian civilians in the occupied West Bank. There you go. He wants to be Thomas Friedman, of course. What is the evidence that Israeli quote-unquote settlers are killing innocent Palestinians and that the violence is increasing. There was an article the other day that said quite the opposite, that they looked at the data and that's simply not true. They don't talk about Hamas moving into the West Bank, the occupied West Bank, and committing acts of terrorism. That's not in the article. No. So, we already have the the scenario, fictional scenario. These settlers in occupied territory in the West Bank, many of whom are these religious Jews, says the self-haters and others. They're killing innocent Palestinians. Uh, Who says so? Well, well, well. We say so. I mean, I mean, we, we, you know, that's, we're there. We're reporting. Really, the data shows otherwise. It doesn't matter. The data didn't come from Hamas, so it's not to be believed. They're targeting Judea and Samaria. They want to give it to the peaceful civilian Palestinians. So they are trashing, smearing, character assassinating the Jews who live in their ancestral homeland by the labels they give them, by the description of where they live, by the allegations unfounded that they make against them as a group of people, which is regurgitated by Scarborough, by Thomas Friedman, and every POS out there. These religious zealots, these Jews who actually believe in the Torah, who actually celebrate Shabbat every week, these damnable Jews, don't they know? Don't they understand what we secularists want? Jew or non Jew, what we secularists demand? You're occupying, you settlers. Land that should be Palestinian. Well, what about, they have no claim, you know, prior to 1948. We don't do history prior to 1948 here. In fact, we don't do history beyond yesterday. So the Palestinian terrorists are targeting the Jews who live in their ancestral homeland. The Jews want to defend themselves. Israel had very tight gun control rules in place prior to October 7th. Netanyahu, another Jew! He wanted to help arm them so they could defend themselves. And the Biden administration says no. And Barack Ravid gives them cover with his jackass propaganda. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin Two great sources not exclusively great sources as others too is camera.org as I've told you before and memory.org memory is an organization that tracks Arab, Palestinian, and alike, media, speeches given, and so forth and so on, interprets them in English for you so you can see what's actually going on. Now, the big networks can afford people to do that, so can cable, but they won't do it. Camera keeps an eye on the reporting of the American media about things taking place in the Middle East. And time and time again, it has to call out the American media, especially CNN and the New York Times. Because they lie. They lie. That's the main reason they have to keep doing it. Uh, And we've talked about the poll as well. But there's another poll out there, America. I wonder if I can even tell you about it. If I wind up monitored on the FBI list or something. It's over here at Blaze Media. Ready for this one? New poll finds rampant mail-in voting fraud in the 2020 election. Now imagine that. I thought it was the cleanest election in American history, despite the fact that almost all the guardrails against fraud were removed. No, no, you don't understand. Bill Barr said it's, it's been, it was clean as a whistle. The media said, here are all these lawsuits. Where's the evidence? Chris Talgo and Jack McFerrin over at Blaze. This is why we have independent media. Blaze is fantastic. Using a conservative estimate, it appears likely that more than 14 million ballots cast in 2020 were fraudulent. Say what? How did Bill Barr miss this? One in five voters who cast mail-in ballots during the 2020 presidential election admit to participating in at least one kind of voter fraud, according to a new poll conducted by Rasmussen Reports and the Heartland Institute. The Heartland Institute is a fantastic independent foundation, by the way. Specifically, 21% of mail-in voters admitted they filled out a ballot for a friend or family member. 19% of mail-in voters admitted That a friend or family member filled out a ballot on their behalf 17 percent of mail-in voters admitted they voted in a state where they were no longer a permanent resident 17 percent of mail-in voters said they signed a ballot for a friend or family member with or without his or her permission rampant fraud how did our attorney general department of justice and the u.s attorneys miss it no wonder the judges didn't want to hold any evidentiary hearings or trials. No wonder the media continues to this day to say it was the cleanest election in history. I've got more on this. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Let's go on with this survey that well, of course, like anything else the media do not like, the ruling class do not like, they just dismiss alright, almost 80% of the Palestinian people support terrorism, tomorrow October 7 want to eliminate the Jews oh come on put that one in the garbage, we're not talking about that it's those settlers in the West Bank that Ravid Barak is so obsessed with but let's look at this survey The 21% of all mail-in ballots were fraudulent in 2020. It's important to note, they write, this number was likely much higher because the survey questions were not mutually exclusive. Though there is certainly some crossover between categories, some voters committed fraud by filling out a ballot for a friend or a family member, while an entirely different subset of voters committed fraud by casting mail-in ballots in a state in which they were no longer permanent residents. This mail-in stuff is so troubling. Which is why the Democrats won it. So this national poll of over 1,000 likely voters was conducted between November 30 and December 6 with a margin of error, plus minus 3 percentage points, a 95% level of confidence. And using only the most conservative estimate, 21%, the number of fraudulent ballots is still astronomical. According to election data, 43% of 2020 voters cast their ballots by mail, by far the largest percentage in American history. 21% of that 43% mail-in figure yields approximately 9%. 9%. Now, according to the Cook Political Report, over 158 million votes were cast for Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or another candidate in 2020. Let's take that 9% of the total. That means more than 14 million ballots cast in 2020 were fraudulent. And keep in mind, most of the mail-in early voting was done by Democrats. That was their focus as opposed to Republicans who held back stupidly. Again, this is just the most conservative estimate, 14 million. The total number of fraudulent ballots was likely much higher. And the survey reveals that fraudulent voting may not have been purely limited to mail-in ballots. 8% of all survey respondents, not only those who cast mail-in ballots, admitted that a friend, family member, or organization, such as a political party, offered to pay or reward them for voting. This should be a marquee issue in the media, in Congress, and in the country. The security the vote the sanctity of the vote people always talk about we fought for the vote everyone should have a right to vote and yet these these protections against fraud there's only one party that's pushing this the Democrat Party and then they had the clowns in the Republican Party who you can't prove it (laughs) I don't have subpoena power I don't have anything what do you mean I can't prove it well you made the allegation Yeah, and I'm making it now based on this survey. Now what? Nothing. The survey indicates that the percentage of fraud among Republicans, Democrats, and unaligned voters were largely similar. It's vital to note, however, that this does not mean these fraudulent ballots simply canceled out each other. While the percentage were similar, the overall numbers were not. According to the survey, 38% of Biden voters submitted mail-in ballots compared to only 23% of Trump voters. So Biden received a much larger overall share of the likely fraudulent ballots. Ooh, move along. We don't want to that. I'm not moving along. The 2020 election was an outlier for mail-in voting, largely due to executive overreach throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. In the lead up to the November election, several governors declared states of emergency in response to the pandemic and arbitrarily changed their state's voting laws to allow mass mail-in voting. And this is the problem with the Supreme Court. and This is why I have so little faith in it. This was the case that was brought out of Pennsylvania, the main case to the Supreme Court. There were two significant constitutional cases. The Supreme Court wouldn't take up either of them because John Roberts didn't want to. You had governors making decisions, you know, just pulling it out of their you-know-whats even though the federal constitution says the state legislature makes the decision. It's it's, as clear as day. You don't have to be a lawyer. You certainly don't have to be a justice to read it. And they said, no. California mailed unsolicited ballots to all registered voters, while many other states expanded absentee ballot eligibility requirements. So when you do something like that, the likelihood of fraud is enormous. But not if you're blind as a bat, like Bill Barr. Nobody brought anything to me that was significant. In 2020, several states also allowed ballot harvesting, which allows third-party individuals to collect and submit mail-in ballots on behalf of voters, although evidence shows ballot harvesting is ripe. Quote-unquote, ripe for voter fraud and abuse. Well, I should say, it's like having an open border. Who's attracted to the open border? Well, among others, terrorists and criminals. Well, who's attracted to open voting? Well, among others, cheats and scoundrels. All of this occurred despite the fact that the Constitution explicitly that only state legislatures, how many times have I said this, have the power to make or change election laws under Article One, Section 4, and the court wouldn't take it up which is why I'm worried about the court now. It seems to be siding constantly with the media. There are many reasons why mail-in voting is less reliable than in person, he writes, and we know all those reasons. We know all those reasons. Because you really don't have anybody there to oversee it. And then when you have mail-in voting, where local courts or governors or boards of election, again, not the state legislatures, but in the blue, blue states maybe, That say, all right, you don't need to date these things. All right, you don't even need to sign these things. All right, you don't even need to get them in time. Well, then, of course, like an open border, you have no law. And when you have an open system like this with no enforceable rules, you have no law. And then it is placed on us the burden to prove that people are violating the law. Pretty clever trick, don't you think? Well, it's appalling. And now we have a survey. People can watch, read the survey, challenge the survey, and nobody wants to touch it. Why? Because don't be a right wing kook. Don't you understand? 2020 was the best election in American history. How is that even? B- nah, shush. shush. The best election in America. You have evidence that it wasn't? Yeah, I do now. Uh, shush. Hey, look, that's that stupid group and Rasmussen. You can't trust them. Trust us, the media. Trust us, the Department of Justice. What did the Department of Justice do to investigate any of this? They seem to suggest unless you brought them an ironclad case, they really doesn't need investigation. They weren't going to look. Peekaboo! They weren't going to look. Pretty outrageous. And one of the people who was most concerned about this was Trump. And so they're trying to use what he said about voting to put him in prison as part of their argument in the January 6th case and in the Georgia case. That's how low we have sunk. When you let federal prosecutors and federal judges conduct themselves without any limits, without any barriers, without any oversight, that is, reporters... We're concerned about justice. Not hanging judges, not hanging reporters. This is what happens. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Harvard covered up secret plagiarism probe into President Claudine Gay during anti-Semitism storm, and then they threatened the New York Post with a lawsuit if you dared to write the story. The Marxists left in their law firms. Aren't they amazing? This woman is a fraud. So as long as she's president of Harvard, Harvard is a fraud. She also condones anti-Semitism, and there's no other way to put it. So as long as she's there, Harvard condones anti-Semitism. You people who send your kids there and pay $75,000 a semester are out of your minds. Harvard also embraced the Nazis during the 1930s and 40s. I've explained that both on my Fox show and on my Levin TV show. So did the Democrat Party. Hey, it is what it is, these are facts. Rutgers, on the other hand, which is pretty left-wing in New Jersey State College, Rutgers suspends Students for Justice in Palestine. Now, why do they do that? Because it's a Hamas front group. That's why. And many of them aren't even students. And they have them on virtually every campus in America. So if Rutgers can do it, why can't all the colleges and universities do it? Because they don't want to. Because they agree with them, just like our media. I can assure you that other than maybe one or two colleges, there's not another college in this country or a college in this country that will teach any of their students about those two surveys about the Palestinian citizens overwhelmingly in supermajority supporting terrorism, supporting Hamas, the annihilation of the Jews and the elimination of the state of Israel. You're not going to hear it from Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer. You're not going to hear it anywhere on MSNBC. Any of the major networks? Any of the major newspapers? It's like Elise Stefanik. She was fantastic during that hearing. And now they're trying to destroy her. This is the fifth column in America. All right, let's take a call or two, shall we? Or as I like to say, let's jump into the gene pool, Mr. Producer. Jason, Bergen County, New Jersey. Jason, how are you, sir? Hey, hey, how you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm uh, good, right thank on, you. But,
0: uh, I hope the best for you and your family. Chris, good, healthy Christmas and New Year's. We all need that. You now, too, I want to let you say something. You're right on what you've been talking about. But I believe, sincerely believe, that they are going to cheat again. This time, not only are they going to cheat by uh, voting
1: the votes they're going to make up the numbers play with the numbers now we're going to have to do what they do and look i it. don't disagree with any of that i don't know how they're going to do what they do but there are people smarter than i who do know and they need to be ready but they're already cheating aren't they they're trying to yeah, put donald but, trump hold on now they're trying to put donald trump in prison aren't they yes you're right It seems to me like cheating doesn't it to you
0: they're not going to do it, Mark.
1: They're not going to be able to do it. They won't. This you, is a distraction uh, just to get... No, the no I, I, well, they're not going to be able to do what? To put them in jail. Thank they you can. for your call. I don't, what do they mean they can't? I don't know what he's talking about. So they're doing this, spending all this time because they don't intend to put them in jail, Mr. Producer? They're charging him with 91 crimes? and they don't want to put him in jail, what are they just doing? Is this just a game? Of course they want to put him in jail. That doesn't mean he'll actually wind up in jail, but that's the goal, to put him in jail. So I had to move on. Remember the test of a good caller. Well, I won't say that. It's the the good season now. Let's go to Andy. Edison, New Jersey. Andy, how may I help you, sir?
0: Yeah, hi, Mark. Uh, just three quick points. I, I I look back at the last, like, four or five presidential elections before 2020, and the average voters was uh, like 129 million. So for this election, there was like 30, 24 million extra votes.
1: Uh, Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it?
0: It does. It does. Mm. Uh, my second point is my church has two sonogram bands that we go to.
1: Oh, play. that's fantastic. Um, yeah?
0: Yeah. And my wife is Maybe you shouldn't of say volunteers. it on
1: the air because you're the Justice Department will send a SWAT team and arrest you.
0: <laughs> and then my main point uh, that the... Uh, uh, your school calls...
1: Unfortunately, there. the music means I got to go. I'm sorry, Andy. I interrupted you, but I have to go. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the men and women, freedom fighters all over the world in Ukraine. We support our friends, our dear friends in Israel and in Ukraine and you, the American people, most of all. God bless you. I'll see you on Hannity in 10 minutes.